Well, I'm probably... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think I'm it's just, 15. I'm just about to start going. <laughs> what episode number is it? <laughs> 15. Aye, he's the last time I've 14. Aye. Cool, Seems a long time ago. <laughs> oh, dear. What a good start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Scottish Football Forum's podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, Season 9, Episode 15. I'm Chris, I'm hosting tonight, and I'm joined by John. Yeah, that's good, John, that is. Um, yeah, hi Chris, how are you? Aye, not bad, not bad, good to be back on for a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to get on, so, uh, picked a week, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no, real, there's no real football to talk about, it's just a um, pretendy football that Scotland have been playing recently. Pretendy football. How old are you? <laughs> Pretendy. Well, <laughs> we were knocked out last month, so this month was all about just playing some games. I was meaning your choice of vocabulary. That's, you'd expect someone at 15 to say that. Oh, that Pretendy <laughs> game of football. <laughs> 15? Uh, <laughs> Still saying Pretendy at 15. <laughs> aye. So, aye. Um, we will talk about other club football later, um, but we may as well start with the, the national squad. They uh, started off in Russia on Thursday. <laughs> Aye, well. And um, I, I missed the first half, unfortunately, because that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. I missed the first 39 minutes um, for um, Parents' Night, and then I watched the second half and I thought I'd kind of not go back to Parents' Night. <laughs> <laughs> because um, the, sc- the defending was schoolboy after that. Um, uh, right, aye, that's the best way to describe it. It was dreadful. Just like, yeah. we've said on here before, we don't really have much to choose from when it comes to centre-halves. Um, we had people like Grant Hanley and Liam Cooper pulling out, to much to my delight, because they're rotten. But mm. they're just replaced them with other rotten players. Tell them Mulgrew's past it. Sorry. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked Mulgrew for many years, um, but he doesn't cut it at this level anymore. No. no. Um, but he wasn't the only one that was... Uh, guilty of the, the poor defender you could pick anybody in that back four and yeah. point a finger at him at some point in that game mm-hmm. um, the goals that were conceded were just appalling um, it was we only lost the four I think is the best way to describe it it could have been more um, but it's what we're not we don't really have anything to play for at this point other than preparation for Whoever are going to play in the playoffs, um, and it's not going to be a team like Russia because Russia have qualified now. Yeah. Uh, Russia were a, a League B team, so mm-hmm. um, they we won't feel that kind of quality because we won our section. Uh, so we are guaranteed to face someone else from our section or below, technically, but yeah. it won't be below because <laughs> okay, one of that way I'll explain. But aye, we, so we're going to face somebody of a similar caliber. So, we didn't learn anything against Russia because they're better. Mm-hmm. We obviously didn't learn anything about San Marino because they're rotten. Mm-hmm. I think they're officially the worst team in the world. Uh, well, they're I certainly think. the worst in Europe. I mean, I think the last time we played them they were officially the worst in Europe but I've got a feeling there's at least one or two teams maybe below them now. I don't know how. Um, 
you know, obviously talk about Sam Rio again in a minute, but uh, the Russia game, what was frustrating, you know, for 55 minutes, we looked organised, um, you could put something down to Russia not playing at their best. Um, the, only bit of last, the only bit I saw in the last six minutes that um, Scotland half threatened was Oli Burke had a run, um, but rather than looking up to pass, he just kept the head down and I think he ran into a defender. Um, As he always was, does. Yeah. That's all he's got in his tank. He just runs. He has no brain. It's like watching Forrest Gump. Yeah. And, you know, he's obviously went on loan again um, and he's played once for Alaves, I think, um, since he's went there. So it's not real. That looks like another loan move. It's not working out for him. Um, that boy just needs to find a club and make an impact and stay there. Um, and it's just not happening. Wherever. I don't see how. He does not have a football brain in him. As far as I can see, he's a, he's a lot of pace, he's a lot of guts, yeah. and doesn't know what to do with most of it. Um, I don't know how you even train that. Yeah, exactly. um, I've just checked it. I've just checked if our rankings, by the way, there's 210 football uh, countries in the world, and 210th San Marino. So I was right, the bottom. All right, okay. The worst team in the world. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was 211, but uh, there's obviously not. But yeah, it's... <laughs> what's the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, was it? I think Ian Crocker came out with that at the weekend. I think San Marino of course conceded 67 goals since he last scored two years ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I read that one and just before the game, I was worried that maybe that would uh, mm-hmm. come back to beat us. But yeah. no, it wasn't. But no, um, I think the thing that frustrated me about Russia um, was that just the way they just caved in. I mean, the first yeah. goal is. Chalamar Groot is caught wrong side. I know the boy Juba is a, a big lad. He's got an amazing goal scoring record. I think it's some like 24 goals and 42 appearances. You know, it's um, better than one and two. It's a, um, He's just an absolute man-mountain and he's difficult to handle. But the basics of defending from a corner is get goal side. Yeah. You know, has he not listened to David Provin's commentary for years how he goes on about goal side? <laughs> um, I know some people might think David Provin isn't worth listening to. Personally, I don't mind David Provin, um, but I'm digressing. But Charlie McGrew sh- shouldn't be getting goal side. My issue with Charlie McGrew really is he was at his peak a, a very good defensive midfield player who could occasionally do a job as a centre back if everyone else was injured. We're relying on him as, a, as our main choice centre-back when the level he's at now, he's been let go by Blackburn to go, who are a mid-table championship side at best just now, to go to a Wigan side who are fighting relegation. I think what Scotland should have done was um, maybe have Berra as your main centre-back rather than Mulgrew, your ageing centre-back yep. to bring on the younger players. Because Berra's played there for years, he's played in the championship for years, even had a spell in the Premier League with Wolves for three years. Um, I get that Bear is probably not the level he once was, but he's at a better level than Charlie McGrew, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, get, what, where, where are Blackburn these days? I couldn't tell you, but they're not no, in the top half of the championship. I, I can't be bothered um, Googling to find out the, the championship table. Um, as I spoke about last week, the only position I care about um, is pressing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, of my dad, my dad, the Scottish connection, obviously, Alec Neil's a Scottish manager, did Mel. Um, the second goal, you can't really do much. It's a great strike. Um, but then after that, we just... Too many players disappeared. And the frustrating thing is, when I talk about Charlie... Um, Charlie McGregor, I've talked about him already. Um, Callum McGregor and John McGinn. It's not because I don't know if it was. It's the extreme opposite. Callum McGregor's been the best centre midfielder in Scotland for years. Um, and John McGinn, you see how well he's doing at Aston Villa. In that game, and in a few other Scotland games... 
I think they've disappeared now. In McGregor's mm-hmm. case, because I know um, you're ready to jump in and say, I but look at the amount of games he's played. Of course he's played so many games, and that is not helping. Um, but it's just frustrating. It's almost like the Dan Fletcher syndrome. Um, Dan Fletcher was outstanding for Manchester United for a while, albeit playing a good side. And then when it came to Scotland, um, too many times it wasn't working out for him. Um, and I James Forrest, another one that has that problem. He, he, obviously, Forrest had that wee spell um, last year when he got the hat trick against Israel. And Mm-hmm. So they had, that, that was he scored like five goals in a row or something. Five and two games it um, was. Aye. So that was his wee purple patch. But before that, Forrest was the guy that you point to and go, he never does for Scotland like he does for Celtic. Mm-hmm. And you're right, I, I, I agree. I, thought, I, I haven't seen the Cal McGregor for Scotland that I've seen for Celtic. Um, admittedly, I haven't seen the Cal McGregor play for Celtic recently either. But I think he's in need of a rest. But that's um, by the way, I think that's by the way. These are the games you're looking at. Players like McGregor and like Forrest. And, and like, there's, there's a core of Celtic players there who do play at a decent level in Europe that should be able to stick out like a sore thumb in these games. Yeah. And they just they haven't been doing it lately. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I know what you're saying about the. Like, they just disappeared. It's like. The heads went down after we conceded the goal. Mm-hmm. The, the first goal, the, yeah. like, the second goal was a cracking finish, but it mm-hmm. was just, it was across the team, it was just, there's no confidence in that team at all. And you can see yeah. this was their fourth defeat in a row. And mm-hmm. you can see why. I mean, admittedly, the last four games there were basically Russia, Belgium, Belgium, Russia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we didn't really stand much of a chance because they were the two favourites for a group anyway. It was a terrible way for them. Um, Clark to come into the, the job in the first place. He only had Cyprus before that, which yeah. he won. So mm-hmm. um, he's done that. He's obviously won the game since um, against San Marino. Uh, the, the real test for Clark is going to be the games next month. And that goes back to my point earlier. That's when we start facing up against the teams that are a bit more like the teams we should be facing. Um, yeah. Kazakhstan, all right, they're League D. Um, but they've already beat us once. Um, and then we've got uh, Cyprus, who are a League C team. So that's your, your most obvious comparison with, with the teams that we're going to face. So if you want to be testing yourself, it's against these teams you should be testing ourselves against. Mm-hmm. So it's next month's games that are going to be the real tell as to what, how prepared we are for the, the playoff come March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree. Um, you know, As you mentioned, our two goals were, also, um, were shocking. And... <laughs> We also had to play someone as um, a debutant centre-back because Scott McKenna was out injured, John Suit was out injured, uh, as you mentioned, Hanley and uh, Cooper. But, um, yeah, that's, I'm certainly not a fan of Grant Hanley and Cooper wasn't great in the last two games. No. Um, so, Michael Devlin got the nod. Um, and I'll be honest, as an Aberdeen fan, I don't think Devlin sh- should have been starting the game. I would, have, I would have personally thought that Stuart Finlay would have been more deserving of He'd a have start. been my choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and Devlin for the third goal, it's just um, horrific defending. I, d- I did feel from, and probably that's the Aberdeen fan coming out of me, but he's not even a guaranteed starter for Aberdeen when everyone's fit. Cause, um, no. We c- the problem is, since he got, um, see before he got called up last year for the two um, Nations League games in November, he was fine. Him and McKenna were forming a, a great partnership. He gets injured in Scotland duty. And he's not been the same since. I think he was rushed back. He then, when he gets pre-season, he gets injured in the first uh, European game. And that again sets him back. 
Um, and he's almost rushed back in the team because, well, Scott McKenna then gets injured again. Um, it's just stops that with Devlin's career, unfortunately. Because um, I think there's a good centre-back in there. Whether it's one that's Scotland quality, I don't know. But again, it's an indictment as to where we're at. Um, but I'm glad, um, despite what the BBC pundits were saying in Sports End on Saturday, um, that he didn't get dropped and that Charles Mulgrew did. Because um, I think Mulgrew needs to take him out of the team. And to be fair, because it was uh, San Marino, it could have been any one, of, any one combination of those three that hadn't been capped previous to the two games. It was San Marino at the end of the day. Yeah. No, we could have actually... Some people thought that Scott McTominay was playing centre-back and missed Stuart Finlay's name, just because of the way their numbers were read. You know, I think Richard Gordon said it, a couple of my mates said it. But yeah, um, Stuart Finlay started. Um, and let's be honest, the, the two centre-backs' main job was not how they could defend, um, but what threat were they in the opposition box. Mm-hmm. And, and Stuart... Kennedy Finlay got his goal. Yep. And two people got their, their first goal for Scotland. Yeah. They were being... On the Shankland. Um, yes. There was a lot of call for Charlton to get uh, the call up, given his, the way he's been playing in the, the Championship of Scotland, and mm-hmm. he took his chance well. Um, he won't really score an easier goal, to be honest. But he was there to get it. Did we talk that he was offside? I don't think so. I think he's level. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give him the credit for that one. Um, but <laughs> I, I seem to be the only one in this, um, but I've not given McGinn this hat trick. He doesn't touch the first one. It bounces in front of him. But that's a Ryan Christie goal for me. Well, I thought it was Ryan Christie's goal. Obviously, I'm at the northwest corner um, of the stadium, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, really I've got the benefit of the replays, but I've seen yeah. it. Every replay um, I've seen, it, it does bounce right in front of his foot, so it might look like he's got a touch on it, but I don't think he does. Yeah. Well, they um, were very quick in crediting McGinn, you know, the stadium announcer said it was his goal, yeah. and obviously we found I out that... I can see it looks like it, and they've given him the match the match ball, and he's taking the credit for all three goals. So, I mean, if if it is as uh, all three goals are his, then he's the first Scotland player since 1952 to get a first half hat trick. Yeah, um, which is quite the feat. Okay, it's San Marino, as I've said, they are the worst team in the world. Um, mm-hmm. You can only beat the team that's in front of you. It's a Biggest win over San Marino, I think. I remember a game I was at in the mid nineties where we beat them five now. Um, yeah. The biggest I've ever seen Scotland win was six now against the Faroes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at that Park. Mm-hmm. But aye, that's that's you can only beat San Marino when you play them. It's just you're not you're you're onto that hiding to nothing. I mean, when you compare yeah. the other results that San Marino have had in the group. Um, Belgium and Russia both thumped them 9-0. Well, they're qualifying. Mm-hmm. Cyprus beat them 5-0. Kazakhstan beat them 4-0. 6-0. In the range it should be in. Yeah. I, I think I think it was it's one of these games that no matter what the score is, um, you know, we could have made it seven or eight now and people still would have said, Oh, it's San Marino. Um yeah. and do you know some Belgium it took Belgium twenty seven or twenty eight minutes to break San Marino down. They then scored six before half time, but then that's just Belgium being good. And there was a lot there was a few deflections in the in their calls um as well. But um but yes yeah, I think Scotland did a, a decent enough job. You know, we got the early goal, um sailed any kind of we could have actually had a couple before that. Um there was one particular good save for the keeper for Shankland. Um and then and then McGinn pops in with uh, another two just before half time, and uh, just I think the main worry in the second half was was it going to be finished? 
because yeah. the rain was absolutely torrential uh, and no groundsman came out at half time um, to try and you know, fork some of the water and sweep some of the water away. No, it was just, just let the subs um, warm up. That was a priority. No, this, the subs could have warmed up in the um, the warm-up area inside the stadium. Yeah. But um, that obviously wasn't a priority. So, yeah, the the ball was getting... Especially see the area just before um, where the um, dugout was, was. That's where it was particularly bad. Um, and, of course, Scotland are trying to play down the left because they've got Robertson at that side and Forrest was playing in that side. Um, but, no, thankfully... Um, I think Derek Rothers, um tweeted that I think UEFA make the decision as to whether a match gets abandoned or not, not the referee. Aye, I read that as well and I thought it was very interesting. It's almost like it's, it's harder to get a game abandoned when it's in UEFA competition than it is to do it at any other level, which seems a bit yeah. bizarre to me because the referee's the one that should have the, the say in it um, <laughs> at, at most levels because he'll understand whether it's playable or not because he's out there. <laughs> um, I know, like, the other point that Derek made was that game probably wouldn't have started the way it did. Mm-hmm. It just continued. Yeah. Because it had already started. They weren't going to stop it having already started that. My biggest worry was we were going to start getting people injured. And thankfully that doesn't appear yeah. to have happened. Yeah. Um, and the game was played to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was times that we, there was, it was becoming a farce. I mean, as yeah. if it wasn't already a big enough farce that we were playing a bounce match against the worst team in the world at home in front of about mm-hmm. 10,000 fans for 27 quid a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then had those people that had actually turned up with them watching the ball get stuck in the puddles. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the SFA gave a lot of tickets away because um, it did end up at um, over just slightly over twenty thousand. There was a lot more people on the ground that I thought was going to be there. Um, now I didn't Aye. pay twenty seven pound a ticket. I explained last week mine's worked to eighteen pound, yeah. but um, but for general public they were charging twenty seven pound, which was an absolute joke. And it was leaked by the SFA that uh, or by someone within the SFA that they'd only shifted just more than 10,000. So I think they've given a lot away. Um, but fair play, if that's what's had Aye. to be done, because uh, at the end of the day, it would have been so embarrassing um, having just 10,000 in that stadium on, Saturday, on Sunday night. Um, but sorry to cut your point a wee bit, yeah, it was, a bit, it was getting fast going, you do worry about injuries. Um, yeah. And it was a... I decided to leave on 82 minutes, um, thinking, <laughs> let's let's just run, get away from here as quick as possible, because it's absolutely pouring the rain, and I, I missed the, the goal of the you game, missed. and a silly bit of goalkeeping by um, the goalkeeper, not from the free kick, but by giving away the free kick, by picking it up the ball inside the D. <laughs> <laughs> Another schoolboy error. Oh, um, but I, um, credit to Stuart Armstrong for the finish, it's a cracking free kick, um, yeah. and... Uh, we were discussing the, uh, what was going to be a pick out this, this week. Um, it was my nomination until mm-hmm. um, I went on the Facebook uh, and see what the SPFL had posted because there's a better free kick from the weekend. Or actually yeah. from Friday night. Um, yeah, uh, still the weekend, technically. Yeah, aye, uh, because it was the. Uh, what is it again? What's the challenge got with? The ca- Caramel, Caramel Wafer. Wafer Cup. Mm-hmm. Aye. <laughs> the Caramel Wafer Cup. Uh, Stennis Weaver was at Waterford. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's an even better free kick from a pretty similar position. Um, it looks even better because it goes in off the bar. <laughs> aye, it's one of the ones that goes in off the bar. So, um, full credit to. Mm-hmm. There's some a bit of shite that 
gives it an off the crossbar that just looks even more spectacular. Like Tony, your boys go um, always springs to mind. I think that the make, the thing that makes that better is it hits the bar on the way in. Um, but I'm saying Tony, your boys go one of two. He scored within a month of each other in 95-96. But anyway, we're doing this usual, getting off on a tangent. But yeah, Armstrong's free kick is an absolute peach um, right in the top corner. Did did we say it was Scott McLaughlin or Stenhouse Muir that scored? I was it McLaughlin. Aye. Right. Uh, right. So for me, that's pick it for this week. Um, Yeah. The two Samba free kicks, he just manages to get it even more into the corner. Yeah, we did get any other nominations, so I would um, go with that. Uh, I, I, I don't really have too much more to say in Scotland this week mm-hmm. because like I said earlier the, the Russia game were on a height and nothing the San Marino game I think the good thing about the San Marino game is we're coming out of it on a positive because yeah. we have scored the bucket with the goals um, like I said it is only San Marino but you can only play the teams in front of you and sometimes we just need to, to score a few goals Start get, the only way to start getting any confidence is to start picking up wins. We start against Sam, you know, great. So we now have to take that into next month's games and see if we can get six points out of six. Yeah. If we can beat Kazakhstan at home, beat Cyprus away, Cyprus away particularly, if we can get a win in that game, yeah. then we're going into the, the playoff games in mm-hmm. March with a bit of confidence. Yeah. We're a, point, we're a point behind Cyprus, and you've got to hope that with Cyprus getting pumped at home off Russia 5-0, um, then you've got to hope that they're in a bit of a downer game, but again, they could be like a wounded animal. Um, mm-hmm. Although Cyprus weren't particularly impressive at Hamden, um, but then we weren't much better. <laughs> you know, we did the job we had to do, but um, it was a nervy performance. I think it's so important we get the six points for those two games, Um yeah, get six points, finish third, take the confidence yeah. into the, the game. Yeah. Because if you finish third, you don't do much damage to your mm-hmm. rankings either. Um, yeah. So we can kind of get away with that one, put this Aye. qualification to one side and concentrate Aye. on the playoff. Yeah. The the worry is um, that if we don't get the, the the six points, we're going to finish fourth or fifth in the group. Um, yeah. And then the arguments are, do you even deserve a playoff? Um, is it? It's just because of this Nations League um, carry-on that you're in it. And people are right to um, question that. Because in the in the way it should have been, let's be honest here, in the way it should be, um, third place would have got your playoff. Um, yeah. You know, we're not in that position. We wouldn't deserve it. Um, but this, this has been created... We've got to take advantage of it. Um, it is our best opportunity. Well, it's our only opportunity now. Cause we're we're <laughs> yes. not good enough for top two. Um, so let's just, you know, get us, try and get a, um, the base of a good team. Obviously, um, you're worrying about injuries. Um, people's forms might change. Like, um, f- you know, for example, um, John McGinn's in good form now. He could get a, a bad leg break at Aston Villa and then he's out. Um, James Forrest could go off the ball and out the Celtic team because you've got enough wingers to replace them. Um, you just got to hope that players are fit on form. Better players are coming back in. Um, the centre-back positions really need to be nailed on. And hopefully Tierney will be back as well because um, there's another possibility to play either yeah. centre-back or right-back. Um, I know what you say about the right-back position. With Tierney, and I get it's the wrong side for him. The reason I would stick with him at right back just now is because he can defend. 
the simple fact is he can defend, yeah. um, whereas O'Donnell and Palmer can't. He's not as good going forward to in the right side as he is in the um, the left, obviously, but he's not going to get in ahead of Adrian Robertson. So I think Tierney has to play right back for me. Um, and, you know, he did okay at right back. You know, we were unbeaten when he was at right back. He did okay. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of him there, but um, given the other options that we've got for that position... Yeah. Aye. I'm not sure where else you put them to be honest exactly um, but yeah so we're trying to work out who the um, you know who's playing who in the Nations League as things stand but um, most of us dumbasses don't have a clue so <laughs> we'll give we'll give it to cryptic Chris to sort it out <laughs> yeah um, so as you said there's a lot isn't known at the moment obviously Scotland won their group um, which was in League C. C-section. We are actually yes, the C section. I remember the joke. <laughs> but we actually are the best of the teams that won our group section as well. So we're at the top of that, um, which plays into which who plays who and when and where. Because um, um, we also have um, Norway and Serbia, who are current. I think they play tomorrow. Both of them. I think um, Norway are playing Romania and Serbia are playing. Somebody. Um, both of them are still in with a chance of qualifying automatically at the moment. So it remains to be seen if they'll actually be in the playoff or not. Um, the fourth team that was a group winner in League C was Finland, but they're currently in one of the two automatic places. Again, they play tomorrow. They play Armenia tomorrow, actually, and Armenia are the team that are closest to being able to take that off them. Um, so there's a chance that the four group winners, of the four group winners for League C, three of them will have to play in the playoff. Um, the way this works is they actually work their way up from League D to decide who the 16 teams are in the playoff. So at the moment, League D is Georgia, North Macedonia, Kosovo and Belarus are the four group winners. Georgia and Belarus are in the same position as us. They can't qualify automatically anymore. So they're definitely in the playoffs. Um, Kosovo, the last I've seen, were beating um, Montenegro. Um, and they're in England's group. So they're actually on my chance of finishing second still. Um, so they could be an automatic qualifier. 2-0 with two minutes to go. Yeah, so they could be, but for the purposes of this, let's assume they're not. So they, that'll pretty much make up like these um, fixtures. Um, Georgia were the best team in that, so they would play the worst team, which is Belarus, at, at home in a one-legged game. Um, this is why it's important, because this works all the way up as well. So Scotland, being the best team, will play at Hampden Park in a one-legged game against, and now's the question, we don't know. <laughs> because the way they then have to divvy all this up because the further up the leagues you go the more qualifiers you get so if you go up to League A for instance there's only two teams out of the 12 that haven't got up, up, aren't in qualifying positions at the moment um, so Belgium, Italy and Poland have all qualified <laughs> <laughs> um, of the rest there's only Switzerland and Iceland aren't in qualifying positions at the moment um, that may change in the next 10 minutes because I think Iceland are winning um, League B I think there's four teams Bosnia, Wales, Slovakia and Northern Ireland aren't in qualifying position at the moment so that would pretty much make up with B so what you'll find is League B's got four teams in League B League D's got four teams in League D and then League A has to get made up from two teams from League C the good thing is it can't be group winners so it can't possibly be us we will remain in League C so what will happen is probably Norway and Serbia will play against each other because they were the second and third teams and Scotland will play against whoever wins a draw 
Um, so they would pick, at the moment as it stands, Bulgaria, Israel, and Romania. Scotland would play one of those three, and the other two would have to go and play in a league. Yeah. So everybody in that league is currently hoping to get Scotland. Yeah, I think at that lot, I would want Bulgaria because uh, I see they're getting pumped six to at home by England just now, and um, they've bought a bunch of racist bastards. Yeah, the game has been stopped <laughs> twice due to racism. Yeah. Um, so if there's any justice, actually we'll get Bulgaria and then we'll get tossed out and we'll just get a bye. That'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll just find someone else to come in and take their place. Um, so, All right, yeah. so that ultimately what happened is Scotland will play one of somebody below us. Um, I get, technically, it could still be Finland um, if they get knocked out of that position they're in. Um, but at the moment, it's going to be one of Bulgaria or Israel or Romania. Um, I think two of them are playing each other. No, it's Norway playing Romania. That's what it is. Um, so. If we then beat that, whoever that is, we would then play the winner of either Norway or Serbia. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the, we'll draw where we play that game. And again, it's a one-legged game. Um, so we're technically only two games away from getting the Euros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just don't know who the first game is against, but it's definitely Hamden Park. And we don't know who the second game is going against, but it's going to be either Norway or Serbia, probably. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know where it'll be. Aye. Aye, we know it'll so be... You know, um, I think it's... Um, Thursday the 26th to Saturday 28th we can play the first game and then the second one's Sunday 29th to Tuesday the 31st of March I think that's when the two games will get played somewhere between those two dates either one yeah. uh, the first leg between the Thursday and the Saturday of the um, last weekend of March and um, the Sunday or the Tuesday for the second leg so now, Hopefully there, we've cleared that between us. <laughs> there are a few caveats to all this because if it wasn't complicated enough, there are several things that could screw up the draw. <laughs> One of which, interestingly, I read earlier, was competition-related reasons, which only says in order to give host teams a fair chance to qualify for the final tournament, they may be allocated to different paths. What does that mean? Because we're a host team. We're yeah. the only host team that's currently in the playoff. Yeah. Armenia are a host team, or uh, Armenia, Azerbaijan is, but they're not in a playoff um, position. They could technically get to a playoff position, but probably won't, um, because they need like three of the teams above them to qualify. Mm-hmm. Now, Georgia can't qualify. In fact, they can't, because Georgia and Belarus have already been allocated to those places. Mm-hmm. So even if North Macedonia and Kosovo don't uh, qualify automatically, it's Luxembourg and Armenia next not Azerbaijan. They would need something bizarre to happen above them, I think, and I don't think that's technically possible Jeez, oh. to end up having need another team from League B. So that's not going to happen. So Azerbaijan won't be there, despite the fact they're a host nation. Yeah. Um, Hungary are a host nation, they're currently in a good spot. Romania are a host nation, they'll probably be in the playoff. Uh, Denmark and Russia, Russia have definitely qualified. Republic of Ireland, um, they're in the, one of the positions to qualify as well. Uh, Germany's a host nation, Italy's a host nation and they've qualified. England are a host nation. Holland are a host nation. And they're both in positions that they can. Yeah. Uh, qualify automatically. So, yeah. right, we're the ones that are... Us and Romania are the two that look uh, like we need to try and qualify. Yeah. Um, so, there's a there's that chance that Scotland could play Romania. And then who knows what happens. They might try and keep Scotland and Romania apart for that reason. <laughs> Maybe that's what they mean by <laughs> Yeah. Well, they could, because they're saying they could do it with competition-related reasons. They could keep Scotland and many apartments which would reduce us to either playing Bulgaria or Israel. Mm-hmm. 
It's possible. Um, there's also prohibited clashes for political reasons. They don't. They keep certain teams apart, like Gibraltar and Spain, Kosovo and Bosnia, Kosovo and Serbia, Russia and Ukraine, Armenia and Azerbaijan. So yeah, um, <laughs> keep them apart. Apparently, if they can't keep them apart, they'll play at a neutral venue or behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And then the other worry is always possible seeding. What seeding? Mm-hmm. You've already screwed us up enough. Why do you have to throw seeding in there? Um, yeah. So yeah, that for all the compl- for <laughs> no, for all the complicated rules they give us for these draws, they have to make it more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm yes, it'll all unfold next month, and we'll have a better idea of what's happening. Um, the really bizarre thing is that the the draw for the final gets made in November. They might have to redraw it depending on what happens in the playoffs. For instance, if they for some reason assume that Scotland don't make it, and then we do we are then automatically allocated to the same group as England <laughs> for host nation simplicity. Um, and then, yeah. as if it wasn't cheating enough for England, they got all three home games at Wembley. That's uh, already decided. As soon as England qualify, they have all three games at Wembley. Whereas we get two games at Hamden and one at Wembley. See, to be fair, you wouldn't object to that. You know, two games at Hamden and then a trip to Wembley. That's a, that's a dream for Scotland fans, to be fair. I wouldn't object to us being at Euro 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it meant um, going but, to Azerbaijan to play a game, I think you'd see a lot of that in Army going there. I'm not, I don't know if I like this whole but spread it across Europe thing. Um, I don't no. think we're doing it for Euro 24, are we? No, it's Germany. Uh, Euro 24 is in Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Glad about that because uh, no, it's yeah. just, it seems bizarre. Yeah. See on the Nations League, I, I noticed today that they've actually um, reformatted the, the Nations League because it used to be split into like three groups of 12 and then the rest in pot D. But now what they've done is uh, they've increased um, pots, uh, sorry, sections A, B and C to 16 teams and the bottom um, in section D into seven. So it means that Germany, um, who were initial relegated to group B, Sorry, Section D um, are now back in League A. I'm giving them different names. I'm going along here. Um, and <laughs> Republic of Ireland, who were relegated to the C section, are now back into the B section, which also includes Northern Ireland, Wales, and Scotland. That's the point. So they fudged that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and Israel, who missed out in promotion to League, uh, the B section because uh, Scotland beat them, are now into. Section B. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I'll send you the link after because you're. Uh, no, I'm just. I'm just reading about it now because, I, like, because I, I was like all happy on Sunday because Poland clinched a qualification. I thought that makes up for the fact they get relegated at league. Nope, yeah. still league. <laughs> Back in it again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's absolutely crazy, but. The, the next uh, round of Nations League doesn't really count too much because it's uh, the World Cup and they've not factored this into the next World Cup. Have they not? Have they agreed this? Who knows? Uh, it could change tomorrow. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised if they turn around and go, you know what, everybody in League A gets to go to the World Cup. Done. <laughs> yeah. And what they've basically said is that uh, Gibraltar, Sam, uh, Fair Islands, Latvia, San Marino, Andorra, Malta and the other country because um, I can't see because it seems to have smudged out. Your um, 
you're not good enough, just you, just have your wee League of Seven. <laughs> it's actually one League of Four and one group of three. I thought it was like the coolest league. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that one. Hi. Honestly, see if you're San Marino and you get drawn against Gibraltar and uh, Fair Islands, and if you can't score a goal or get a point in that, <laughs> just pack <laughs> up football. <laughs> well, that, that's just a good fun, that league. <laughs> it must be so demoralising um, being a goalkeeper, uh, being the manager of San Marino, where you just know you're going to get gubbed in every game, and it's just like, let's try and keep it down to five. It's, it must be hard going, and Aye. obviously they didn't have, I don't, I didn't see any San Marino fans in Hamden um, at the weekend, but um, fair play to the one or two who might have done. Um, but hey, so hold so No teams were eventually relegated from 2018-19, and the second place teams in each okay. group in League C and D and the best third place teams along all groups in League D were also promoted beside the group ones. <laughs> Just yeah. so so we, we saw how it worked and we decided to throw that in the bin and start again. Yeah, because I was kind of hoping that because it, the, um, it doesn't really matter too much to work out it wouldn't have bothered me if Scotland had finished bottom of that section because it made, would have been back in the C section with a better chance of Euro 2024. We might still no, finish bottom of the section. Yeah, the never might finish bottom back in like see him have a better chance to go for anything. I still, I that's true. Yeah, so all confusing. Um, but yeah, moving on to confusing. Um, we had the Challenge Cup um, over the weekend. Yes, so Manchester United beat Waterford already. Um, that was on Friday night. On Saturday, we had um, Elgin City beating Airdrieonians, um, and uh, see Airdrieonians have announced a new manager today. Assistant. Uh, Is it assistant? Yeah, I don't care. He's a Berlin. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I must confess, I don't know why. And I've forgotten about the Guinea comments because he was a yes. teammate of Guinea at the time. Yeah, they were both at Wolves at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided to back one uh, teammate who was a thug uh, yeah. and throw another one under a bus, which yeah. just summed up the uh, Scotland under Betty folks and why I have absolutely no time for the the Betty folks era, even though it was the last time we made a playoff. Mm-hmm. because there was no camaraderie in that Scotland team whatsoever mm-hmm. and Colin Cameron epitomises it so yeah I hope he'll have a disaster with him in charge alright assistant charge mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're out of challenge cup anyway ha ha um, <laughs> yeah do you call Clyde beating our broth away from home an upset because technically uh, our broth are the championship team have been done, doing pretty well in the championship so that's a, that's a decent result for Clyde um, mm-hmm. I would give him that one um, what wasn't really a shock ever this beat Alice 3 Um a good result for them at home so yeah, they must be up there being favourites I would have thought Inverness yeah can I just say before going to the rest of the games um, SPFL if you want people to be interested in the Challenge Cup at least put on some blooming highlights there was nothing I tried searching for a few games um, I think Wraith Rovers might have had their game uh, well Obviously, come this going about, but everywhere else it was like a, a Google party versus killing the ski nomads, and it's just the usual um, fan vlog channel. There was no official highlights, um, no official highlights of the Stan Smear game. The only thing you saw of that game, well, unless you watched it in Alba, of course. Um, I would have liked to have just seen highlights so I could at least know what I was talking about rather than just be lazy and read out scores. Um, mm-hmm. And that's her BBC Sport website, yeah, quarter final. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The the six games of the quarter final. Yeah, thanks BBC. <laughs> to be fair, the, the Sky Sports app was doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't understand that. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so according to BBC, we had seven quarter finals. Yep. 
Yeah, where is the Rangers under 21 game? That's getting played a week on Tuesday. Is that where um, that is? Right, okay. Or is it two, sorry, it's two weeks in Tuesday, it's the end of October. It was postponed because of international call-offs. So right. it's getting played in, I think it's the 29th, away to Balamina. Yeah. Um, so there, Balamina are one of two non-Scottish teams left in the competition. The other, Wrexham, beat St Bernard under 21s 4-1. Yeah, so uh, Rangers are the only under 21 team left. Yeah, and... Uh, Glenavon lost to Wraith Rovers away from home and Conus Kinomaz lost 2-0 to Partick Thistle. So their mini yeah. unbeaten run against Scottish teams is over. Yes. Yeah, um, so that's Partick Thistle uh, under the former Air United manager, Ian McCall, showing Kamalak how to beat Conor Grace <laughs> What was it, um, Ian McCall described the Challenge Cup as? Was it not a, a ragtag tournament or something? A ragdoll tournament? <laughs> it was something along those lines. Uh, it's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit of a mix, mismatch in these days, um, mm-hmm. just with the under under twenty one teams and the Welsh teams and Irish teams. Um, it's, it's at least it's of interest, of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find myself sitting every year now thinking, I hope a Scottish team wins that. I hope a Scottish team wins that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, aye, as you say, Wrexham um, and obviously uh, Balmina as well. The only two non-Scottish teams left. So, mm-hmm. uh, see how they got on. Yeah, but in Wrexham, as we discussed earlier in the season, they're Welsh, but they're representing England um, from the National League, or as we call it in the, the proper days, the Vauxhall Conference, GM Vauxhall Conference. Yes, <laughs> which is the name of the new European tournament as well, if I might remember. That's right. <laughs> the Europa Vauxhall Conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. We didn't get, um, I didn't really catch much junior football action over the weekend. Um, I know that um, Erden's team's game was off. Um, Faultish United, sorry guys, I nearly forgot your team name. Um, but yeah, Faultish United's game was off at the weekend. Um, so John Collin and Major ended up taking himself along to Irish to watch the Rangers Liverpool Legends game where Stephen Jarrett played for both teams. Yeah, and then you, you know, it was about the side Three six five or Paddy Power saying, "Oh look, this is uh, Stephen Gerrard has only worn two British uh, jerseys in his life. It's like Rangers and Liverpool, obviously." And then there was like me and a bunch of other people going, eh, "What about us patching him as a boy in any fucking kit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always seems to um, do the rounds. Like you get the Rod Stewart in a uh, Rangers kit, Scott Brown in a Rangers oh, kit, etc. Yeah. Um, hi. Days. Did um, you see the video his wee boy? Who, who's wee boy? Gerard's wee boy. No, I didn't, no. Uh, what, uh, I'm probably on it, one of the goals as well. Uh, to much delight to the, the fans that were there. Yeah. Always good to see these things. Yeah. yeah. I think they did the... It was uh, for the Rangers Foundation. It wasn't anything specific. Just for the, their foundation. Which apparently they get big credit off UEFA for doing a lot of good work. Mm-hmm. So, no, fair play to them. Um, obviously, you get people laughing at it just because it's Rangers, but no, it's char- they're doing their bit for charity and they're doing good things. So, no, no the Rangers them. Foundation is just be going for strength to strength these days, which yeah. is all good. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, I think, was it Celtic Foundation was over in America doing something? I don't know what they were doing. Mm. But they were having some fundraiser with what, Rod Stewart was there and they were in New York and they raised like, some ridiculous amount of money over there as well. So, um, hi, it's, it's just good to see the, the charitable side of football. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, and Scottish Cup returns this weekend. Um, it's East Stirling versus Kelty Hart. No, sorry, that's the Lone League. Um, <laughs> no, who is it? Um, oh, it was Bonner again, Bucky. Oh, Kelty Hart's got beat by um, F-Bomb's yeah. team. Otherwise known as Auckland Lake Calvert. Yes. <laughs> Bonnie Rig Rose against Bucky Thistle on Friday. Um, that's on BBC Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course, East Stirling get beat in the last round as well. So It's just because that was the first fixture that came up in BBC Scotland. Both teams are it. Aye. Um, but that, they put the low in the head of the Scottish Cup. Aye. Good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll playing Cove Rangers. That's probably the, the big great game of the, the round for me. Yeah. But having shown Talbot and Taylor already once this round, they've only going to do a game, are they? And because they've got no floodlights as well. Right. Right. They've only got to do the Friday night game, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be keeping an eye out for that one. Um, it's a half two kick off. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's a repeat of a last year's fixture as well, isn't it? Although this time it's at Talbot's ground rather than. Up at Cove Rangers. Yeah, I I think does Talbot not need a replay? Yeah, did Talbot need a replay to beat them last season? Is that what no? happened? Because I remember Talbot going on a like a massive sc- tour of Scotland last season. Yeah, thanks to other waves. I don't know if I was going to relate it, so it was a draw in the first leg. So first yeah. leg, first. <laughs> 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 I don't give them the replay. Well, <laughs> I got what you meant. Um, there's not many other. I'm trying to think of ties it might bring out a, a potential league shock. Um, Spartans against Queen's Park, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Queen's Park is up with great too, which he's this year, so mm-hmm. maybe. Um, Elgin are facing the, the dropouts of the league last season, Berwick. Mm-hmm. Might be interesting. Yeah, Fort Williams going to Albion Rovers. Um, I don't see a shock happening, but um, I'm sure they'll enjoy their day again, don't they? Um, play league, against league teams. Given how often Fort William get pumped, I wonder mm-hmm. how many Albion Rovers could take off. Yeah, Albion Rovers have not been too great this season. Um, better than they were this time last season, obviously. But ah, right. they didn't. They started okay, and then they've just fallen away the last few weeks. So um, they could do a confidence boost and win. Um, yeah, and good luck to all the teams involved. Um, yep. And then it's back to reaction. League action, yep. League One's got Clyde versus Rathovers. That might be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. The, towards the top of the league. Yeah. Yeah, because Clyde's in a decent run of form just now. Um, and then obviously and they've won in the Challenge Cup there. So. And yeah. then uh, we've, got a, we've got a repeat in the Championship. Inverness playing Alwa. Yeah. <laughs> the same as they just played in the Challenge Cup when they're playing the league. Uh, how often does that happen? Uh, Dundee United will be looking to get back to win ways at Queen of South. Um, I think Dundee party this could be a tasty game. Uh, two teams who are looking to mm-hmm. get their seasons back up and running. Dundee won their last game, mind you, but Partick will certainly be looking to get their league campaign up and running after a horrific start. Yeah, they'll either win the Challenge Cup, they'll be giving them a little boost. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the, the Premiership on Saturday, yeah, Celtic wanting to get back to winning ways after their defeat against Livingston. And... Mm-hmm. Go back top of the league. Yep. Since uh, Rangers don't play Hearts until Sunday. Yeah, uh, through Castle. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then other games we've got Aberdeen at Motherwell. Um, we've obviously got to kick on for their one over Celtic, uh, a game at Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. El Plastico. El Plastico, yeah, you peeped yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And from El Plastico to the Saint Derby, St. Man versus St. Johnson. 
Yeah, and the other plastic pitch game is uh, Hamilton hosting Hibs. <laughs> yeah. I think Hibs could do a victory in that one. Um, given the form this season. But they were, they were obviously kicking themselves. They didn't beat Aberdeen and we obviously yeah. spoke about it rightly so. Um, yeah, Aberdeen, that's a tough one for them going to out with the form the form team in the league in Motherwell. Um, deservedly four points above Aberdeen just now, so it'll be an interesting game at Fur Park. And then, as you mentioned, Sunday it's uh, Hearts versus Rangers. Um, Hearts with a horrific home record, which we you've very rarely see over the years. And yeah, Rangers, they've got, they're, yeah, Hearts have got a horrible record recently against Rangers and a horrible record at Tyne Castle recently. So, yeah. if that's anything other than an easy Rangers win, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I'd expect Celtic Rangers to still be uh, Celtic Rangers to still be top come next week, but you never know. Um, no, just not many people thought Livingston would beat Celtic, especially given Livingston lost four games in a row. Um, so anything can happen, but I'd be very surprised. Rangers will beat Hearts. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's much doubt. I think we're back to European action after that, but we can come on to that next week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try and get guests back on as well um, before you all get fed up listening to the the same three, no matter how good sense we talk about football. Um, we'd, like, we'd like to mix it up now and then. I don't talk good sense about football. I barely know anything about funny stuff. I'll give yourself more credit. You're a better host than I am. I would even say that. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. better interview. Aye, well, I guess I give it a try. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've, I think we've probably covered everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything a while ago. To be fair, <laughs> we could we could put a Scotland stuff back in the, the cupboard for our month. Um, hopefully we'll have uh, a bit more positive things to say next month as we look to. Get ready for our playoff, and we'll have a better idea of who we're going to do in that playoff. Who we're going to do? <laughs> Let's get them done. Uh, and we'll know exactly what's happening in Nations League. Will we? <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of playoff fixtures, anyway. <laughs> Probably change it again. We gear them. Cheers, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers. <laughs>